Well, good afternoon and thanks to everybody for joining us. I'm standing alongside Senate President Don Harmon and House Speaker Chris Welch to announce that we have an agreement on a balanced budget for the coming year. From the beginning, I vowed to work with the General Assembly and restore fiscal sanity to state government after decades of mismanagement, to eliminate the overdue bill backlog, to pay down debt, and to reduce the structural deficit. To do so while restoring a compassionate state government that works to meet the needs of Illinois' residents and invests in the things that build a stronger economy and a stronger future. And I'm pleased to say that that's exactly what this balanced budget does for the fifth time in a row. Our record is clear, $10.5 billion of debt paid down, including $450 million in this budget alone to pay off old tobacco settlement bonds, provide additional pension payments, and another $90 million in this budget to further reduce accounts payable. Once at almost $16 billion, our overdue bills have been eliminated. Our empty rainy day fund is now on its way to more than $2 billion. GDP has grown to above $1 trillion. And we've received multiple credit upgrades from every ratings agency. Each of these accomplishments have set a solid foundation for responsible budget making. And it has allowed us to build this year's budget, one that is very similar to what I proposed in February, centering on Illinois' hardworking families at every turn. This budget means that over the next few years, every child in Illinois who wants one will have access to a preschool spot, thanks to our transformative Smart Start plan. This budget means that we're on a path to eliminating childcare deserts relieving some of the burden on parents who need to work while ensuring kids get quality care. This budget means that every working class Illinoisan can get a community college education tuition free and fee free. And with our pioneering Illinois grocery store initiative and home Illinois plan, we're providing Illinois residents and families access to healthy foods and safe housing. From violence prevention, higher K-12 funding, and filling teacher vacancies, to more workforce development and enhanced behavioral health services, this budget makes historic investments that will benefit our state for years to come. As governor, it's my job to not just look at what's right in front of us, but to prepare for what's ahead five, 10, 50 years down the road. And like the past four budgets, this budget looks toward the future, a future where every child gets a quality education from cradle to career, and where every parent has access to the childcare and training that they need to get a better paying job. A future where every Illinoisan has a safe place to call home and a safe community to live in. A future where economic security means the opportunity for anyone and everyone to prosper. With each responsible, balanced budget, that is the future that we create. And I will be proud to sign this budget when it arrives on my desk. To President Don Harmon, to Speaker Chris Welch, Speaker Pro Tem Jahan Gordon Booth, and Senate Majority Caucus Appropriations Leader L.G. Sims, 
thank you for your steadfast leadership throughout this legislative session. It's been a long couple of months, but today's proposed final budget is a testament to your advocacy and labor on behalf of your members and their constituents. And with that, I'd like to turn it over to Senate President Don Harmon. Thank you, Governor. I'd like to start uh, with a compliment to the hardworking staffs of both chambers and the governor's office for all the work they've done over the last few months and all the work they will inevitably do today and for the rest of this week to make this budget a reality. The agreement we've reached will produce another responsible, balanced budget that reinforces our state's economic stability while making progress on key issues for the people of Illinois. The Senate hopes, we hope, to take action tonight to be able to deliver the legislation to the House so that the House can act as soon as Friday to send it straight to the governor. I applaud the trust and cooperation we've developed. I'm not sure either chamber in the past would have trusted the other chamber to adopt a budget without an amendment. I appreciate Speaker Welch's commitment. With this budget, we will continue to live up to our promise to better fund education at all levels, while also providing resources to confront lingering social and health concerns, all while living within our means. I want to thank the Governor and Speaker Welch for their roles in this and look forward to being able to put the final touches and votes on a budget that keeps Illinois moving forward. And with that, it's an honor to introduce my friend and partner, Speaker Chris Welch. Well, good afternoon, everyone. I am really proud to once again stand here alongside my friend, Governor Pritzker, and the Honorable Senate President, Senator Harmon, to announce that we do have a budget agreement. This budget is balanced, without gimmicks. It's balanced because of hard work and dedication of the governor's office, the House, and the Senate. This budget is fiscally responsible, and it's actually compassionate, too. We actually can walk and chew gum at the same time. We've proven that for the last four years, and we're going to prove that again here in the next couple of days. This budget will help save for our future. In this agreement, we're committing hundreds of millions of new investments into our rainy day fund and additional payments toward the pension stabilization fund. Democrats have done the work to earn our state eight credit upgrades, and all three of us standing here today made the same commitment heading into these budget negotiations. And we will continue putting Illinois down a path toward fiscal stability when this budget is signed into law. This budget does what the people of Illinois sent us here to do. This budget also reflects our values as Illinoisans. It makes smart investments in the services people need, and it is compassionate. Something you've heard me continuously say is a top priority for House Democrats. I talk to them all the time about our why. I ask them to remember our why. We're here because we care about people. We can be fiscally responsible and compassionate too because that's why the people send us here. In this budget, we are increasing funding for EBF, MAP grants, and we're making significant investments in early childhood education 
and daycare services so that every child has access to a quality education here in the state of Illinois. And for the second year in a row, for the second year in a row, we are increasing funding for local government distributed fund to help communities across the state fund essential services and programs like public health, safety, and basic infrastructures. I'm proud to stand here today with a budget that I know will expand opportunity and create a brighter future for generations to come. I want to thank Governor Pritzker and Senate President Harmon, but I also want to thank our new chief budgeteer in the House. I've never seen anyone work so hard as I've seen leader Jahan Gordon Booth these last few months. I want to thank our appropriations chairs in the House, all of the work that has gone into those committees have led us to this day. But I also want to take a moment to thank our hardworking budget and research staff. They worked tirelessly to get us to this day. We are looking forward to continuing to cross the T's and dot the I's here in the next couple of hours so that we can get this agreed budget on the board and over to the House. We're ready to act. We're ready to do the people's work and continue to pass balanced budgets for the people of Illinois. Honored to bring Governor Pritzker back up for questions. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Let's start with the first part of your question. Uh, very importantly, the budget, the Senate, and the House uh, have agreed to give us the tools to manage the program properly so that it doesn't reach uh, a proportion that you uh, named and instead allows us to provide health care for the people who are on the program now and make sure that we're continuing the program going forward, but in a budget-friendly way. Uh, so that everybody gets the health care that they need. As I mentioned, I think at a press conference or two ago, uh, we had seven options that we presented uh, that are ways in which the, the program could be managed. Uh, we did not have the tools at, uh, in law for us to actually be able to do that. And so we asked for those tools. We've been given them, and we'll be using any number of those seven. Yes, Isabel. Um, that bill has not uh, come to my desk. I don't know that it uh, will come to my desk, but um, it's something I'll consider when it does. It's just the mechanics of actually uh, filing a budget and having a hearing and getting to the floor. I'm confident and we have every intention of passing it today. The trust among the three uh, of us is at an all-time high and I'm looking forward to uh, finalizing this budget without any deviation from that. The 
There were adjustments, but nothing that's got thrown overboard as you're describing. I think the important thing to note is that we were conservative in our estimates to begin with. The budget that I proposed was a balanced budget that had revenue in it that is actually within the number that you were now using. So I'm pleased to say that uh, this is not just a balanced budget, it's a good budget that funds the things that are priorities for my administration that were in the original uh, introduced budget and includes things that the House and Senate uh, wanted to uh, increase or add to it. Sorry. Fifth, uh, sorry, I'm just remembering the. Yeah, we'll, we'll circulate a, a, a. We have a, a, a fact sheet for you, but it's, you know, mid. 50 plus uh, billion dollars, which is just a little bit more than the introduced budget. Right now, I you know this is not something that's been covered by uh, the budget agreement. Uh, it's something that you know still has time uh, potentially, but it's not something that's in the budget agreement now. I'm very hopeful, and uh, my next stop is to chat with the Senate Republican leader. There's no plan for you know a supplemental if that's what you're describing. Mm -hmm. There's no plan for a supplemental, but obviously things get you know pop up potentially. But uh, there's nothing that's been planned to be pushed to some future date. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't get to that, and I realized. Well, I want to remind you that the state already has been funding and continue, will continue to fund some of, in fact, a majority of the cost of the, uh, those who are asylum seekers who come to Chicago. Um, so the, the city is getting some resources of its own. We're providing additional resources. I think you've seen those numbers uh, for the last nine months or so. That's been, you know, $180, $190 million that's been uh, spent by the state to assist the city of Chicago in this endeavor. We're going to continue to do everything that we can to. This is a humanitarian crisis, and we want to make sure that the state and the city are doing what they can. No. Well, I think uh, first thing I'd point out is everybody that's been uh, tried and now convicted is being tried and convicted on laws that are already on the books. Um, so, you know, there are things that we've done to tighten up our ethics laws in Illinois. There's always, always should be uh, an effort to look at and tighten whatever we can to make our ethics laws more, um, you know, appropriate, applicable. Uh, and I think that there is, as I have seen uh, an effort to address red light camera uh, contributions. Uh, so that's yet another thing that will be done to tighten up on our ethics laws. So the voting starts tonight, the voting starts tonight, and it ends Friday, unamended. What buy-in does everyone have that uh, it's really going to happen that way? And no, we're right to 
Well, we're here having reached an agreement, so our anticipation is that the budget will pass the Senate uh, as it is, and it will pass the House as it is. I mean, I'm happy to give up the, yeah, Mike, I'll just say, I mean, we've included Medicaid reimbursement increases. We'll give you the details in the sheet that we'll be handing out to all of you. But um, suffice to say that there are Medicaid reimbursement increases, uh, not as much as everybody has asked for, but it's a good solid amount. <laughs>